Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everybody. Oh, we got a great show. Great show. One of our hosts on Transformation Talk Radio is joining me here today, Amira, Amira Beth. And we're going to talk about past lives. This is so important. We're going to talk about past lives of Atlantis and Lemuria. We're going to talk about those. And what's fascinating, I was watching something the other day on TV, and there was a reference to it. There was a reference to it. But they didn't call it Lemuria. They didn't really talk about that. But there was a reference to this land that did exist. And what's fascinating about it is that the circles that I sort of, you know, walk in and Amira walks in is that we talk about those places without question because there's an energy of them and there's an energy of lifetimes past. And I believe that we're gonna to touch upon today, how those lifetimes pass, how those rememberings are showing up now. They're showing up in our pop culture. They're showing up in the way we live. They're showing up in the energy that they brought forth then and that they're bringing forth now. But I am not that expert. Um, my very special guest joining me here today is, but she is so much more that. I mean, if you ever tune into her show and you listen and you watch and you watch it on Facebook or sometimes now we're, we're live streaming to YouTube, you know, we have a new interface. We'll be doing more of that. <clears throat> I get to be in awe when I think about the Mer world. And last time we talked about the fact that not only is the sacred feminine and the element of water coming in the forefront of things. But, you know, Amira is incarnated, mere being, Atlantean princess. She holds the ancient philosophy of wisdom and knowledge in the great kingdoms. And it's in her DNA. It's in her soul remembrance. And what is it about us now that might also be feeling this? Amira, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me back, Dr. Pat. It, it's always a pleasure. It's always fun to come talk to you. You know, here's what I want to talk. I want to come out of the gate and talk to you about this because <clears throat> when I first started this, I didn't know much about past lives. And by the way, I don't claim to know much about them now. That's why I'm having you on. Um, but one of the things that I do know and I have a sense of is that there are a lot of things that feel familiar. Right. And yet, Sometimes we can pay attention to them and sometimes not. Can you give us a sense of this? It's almost like that part in the matrix. Did, did, did you see the movie, the matrix? Absolutely. Okay. So remember where the cat like scooks by 
and they turn around, they say, what was that? And the person says, oh, I just, that looked like a little deja vu. And their assessment was, it's a bleep in the matrix, let's run. Mm -hmm. My sense is we're getting a lot of bleeps in the matrix and we're seeing them, but I'm not sure we're running. Well, there's a lot of matrix hacks going on (laughs) right now, definitely. (laughs) Uh, A lot of symbolism, a lot of signs that, and I think the matrix hacks or the bleeps are, are really set there intentionally by creator to, to wake people up yeah, and to trigger us and to get us to kind of snap us out of maybe what we're thinking as our conditioned reality or our day-to-day mundane or whatever it is and kind of throw something in to, to come and make us go, wow, whoa, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> and look at our reality a little bit differently. And so let's talk about this from your perspective because it's one thing for me to be re- remotely aware but you are living and breathing in ancient societies. And I want to ask you, how strong, in your opinion, how strong is the pull or the push for us to remember? Right now, I think the pull or the push is, is it's not never been stronger than it is now. You know, with everything happening, all, all the drama, all the all the different life changes and things that we're going through and the ways that people really have to look at um, our day-to-day lives, our hour-to-hour lives, our moment-to-moment lives, as anything can change really in, in any moment. I, I have a feeling like, you know, I know for me, I, I have moments where I'm kind of on the edge of my seat all day long or as a regular thing right now. And it's that, that balance between like noticing that everything is becoming different and being on the edge of your seat and being excited, but not going into anxiety about what, what it might be or what that change, what those changes might look like, because some of the changes have been really very, very challenging. And, you know, knowing that there is nothing, nothing is real, but change and that's part of embracing this human experience. And now knowing that we are on the precipice of that in every single moment, there's just like triggers coming in all day long for people, you know, into their nervous system, their subconscious, their DNA. It's like we our multidimensional nature and our ability to, uh, to snap out of, you know, to be snapped out of just like the, the trance that humans sometimes go through in their human or their day-to-day mundane lives, like that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. And here's the thing that we touched upon a little bit, and really, this is why it's so exciting to really talk with you today, is we're starting to see the rise of a new level of consciousness yes. in, in our pop culture. And the reason I refer to our pop culture, it's really a strange term, isn't it? Pop culture. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know where that came up from. Uh, but I think they mean popular culture. Popular culture, right. Yeah. As opposed to, I don't know, the alternative aspects of things. Mm-hmm. But the, the range of that pop culture has grown. Once upon a time, it was very specifically a slice of media, Hollywood, trending, fashion, but it's grown. Mm-hmm. The, the view of our pop culture has included now multiple dimensions of spirituality, what people are doing for consciousness. 
my gosh, it's what I call the new mainstream. But right. here's what I want to ask you about. People are getting a sense of Atlantis and Lemuria from this culture of television shows. Right. Yeah. Television. It's becoming mainstream. That's what I want to ask you about. Is, is that how our past lives, let's say, are calling people, because people produce these things, right. to bring this new message of an ancient culture forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these stories come from somewhere. They, they've always come from somewhere. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek, and, and, and the people who channeled, you know, George, Gene Roddenberry, those who channeled those, those uh, episodes, like they were downloaded with something specifically to share out into the world. And, you know, back then everybody just thought it was science fiction and, and it was all just, you know, coming from this, this storyline and this fantasy. And now we're starting to see those things that came out in the 60s, 70s and 80s in these shows kind of show up in, in real life. Like they've become part of that technology and the, and the things that happen, the experiences and the analogy of, you know, become a, becoming a Jedi master and navigating the matrix and working with the force and all these things that came out as like so fun and light back then. It's like now they are embodied um, principles, they're embodied thought forms in, in our day to day life. And fast forward, you know, in the last time we talked, we talked about the movie Aquaman. Yeah. About how, you know, many people went and saw that thinking they were going to see this comic strip come to live and this fantasy come to live. But what it's doing is triggering those, those latent memories that are within all of us that Atlantis and Lemuria and the Mer people are really, really real forms of, of existences and um, asking us to look at, you know, mm -hmm. what is really real and what is really fantasy? And what are we living? Which one are we living? Are we living all of them at the same time? And an interesting thing I'd love for you to talk about, just to sort of get the geography, one of these cultures is in the Atlantic. The other one is in the Pacific. Yes. And I don't think people know that. They throw them together. And they say, oh, Atlantis, and then Lemuria or Mu or whatever people call it. But they're not together. They're different civilizations. But right. isn't it interesting, Amira, that they sort of represent very similar energies? They, they represent similar energies and, and polarized energies as well. Yeah. And the similarities between them is they really were societies that uh, were, uh, were created to be based on unity and be based on, um, you know, being with the land and appreciating the land and appreciating nature and working with the forces of nature as our teacher and, 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 and working with nature as a way to, um, you know, to tap into our emotional bodies yeah. and it, as opposed to, you know, uh, all, all the other things, all the other distractions that, that we have and that maybe that were created in these timelines, really asking us to be present and really asking us to um, be in connection with the other people that were around them and with the forces of nature that were there to support them as well. So that they, they definitely had that in common. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm always looking at timelines. And, I, and, and when I think of Atlantis and Lemuria, 
Um, and when we think of them, they were also very different societies in the way they thought. Yeah. And in the way they practice. And, you know, there was a big fallout between the two of them. Atlantis and Lemuria went to war. And there was a division between those people and the, and the lands and between the masculine energy of Atlantis and the feminine energy of Lemuria that ultimately, I, I, I believe, led to the split between the masculine and the feminine in, 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 in humanity. And so now we have all these things kind of happening in the world and we're seeing so many people and cultures polarizing again and going on this side and going on that side. And um, anytime you, you polarize that extremely, the opportunity for unity and common ground kind of dissolves. And so we have these uh, people fighting amongst themselves and fighting for what they believe is right and wrong and this and that, uh, Democrat, Republican, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And that common ground, again, where we're repeating this spiral where, where the bottom has kind of fallen out. And so I can't help but wonder, because, you know, we are rewriting a spiral, we are trying to course correct, if there isn't going to be some kind of great equalizer yeah. that comes along, that forces us all to put aside our differences and to forget our squabbling and our pettiness and bring us back together. You know, I, I'm really struck by this. I'd like to go ahead and skip the break if we could, Amira, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, once a long, long time ago, I picked up a book and honestly, I don't know where it was from. I don't know how I got it. But it was, it was a book about Plato talking about Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Now, he started talking about Atlantis in like 360 or something BC. Right. Why? Now, let me, let me be broader than my why question. Okay. Because it ties into what we're talking about today. If we are really looking at the past life energy and ripple effect, let me just call it that, you know, very naive yes. conversation about that. But let me just, let me just call it that for a moment, the ripple effect. And we're going back in time to not only look at where we are today and how it's showing up in the, in the, in the world we live in today and the digital age we live in today. But even as far back as you can go, where other people, other philosophers started to talk about, mm -hmm. you know, these cultures, you have to wonder if this has not been a thou thousands and thousands and thousands of years of trying to reach us, of messaging, yes, right, for some reason. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my guess is that philosophers, philosophers like Plato, who wrote about um, these very esoteric concepts, understood multidimensionality and understood simultaneous life. They probably didn't look at past, present, and future as linear. And past, present, and future, indeed, time is not linear. So we are going back to the past and talking about the past in one respect, but what we're really talking about are spirals and spirals and layers of time and that are all happening at once. So I believe Plato knew. 
I, I think he understood and maybe didn't have the vocabulary to explain um, how he could tap into that knowledge because where was he getting that knowledge from? I, I exactly God source something exactly. like that. I, right. I believe that he went on journeys and that spirit took him on journeys or maybe he had some guides who came and took him on journeys into these other realms and realities that enabled him to extract the information to even remember himself there. And, uh, you know, and, and the, the time frame that he lived, that could have even been another spiral of, of Atlantis. You know, that was the, the, the age of, um, uh, you know, just like yeah. great writings and great teachings. And so something brought him into those other realities and gave him this information that he wrote you know, so long ago, which is actually isn't even our past. It's just another spiral of time that we get to remember and revisit when we read his books. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I love about this. We are now, <clears throat> we're now looking at Lemuria for a reason. Some people call it Lemuria. Some people call it Lemuria. Whatever it is, let's talk about its relative location. Okay. When I first looked at this, I didn't get it right away. But then I saw, started to get really interested in it. Because I have to tell you, Amira, I could never explain to people that knew me or people on the East Coast when I moved to Seattle and the Seattle area, it was like I changed. I mean... Right. It, it's hard to talk about it. And it shows up in some sketches that I did when I first moved here. Right. They are sort of what, what do I want to call it? They are sort of my witness in that change, because mm -hmm. it's not something you could talk about. And my first trip to Hawaii, which I talked about the other day, very, very detailed. I talked about it was shortly after I got here, I had two friends, one of them had a home there, another one, you know, so off we go. So I land in Seattle. And I in a short period of time, I'm on a plane. And I'm in this place I, I've never seen before, never been before. But I talked about what happened to me, the minute that that air hit me. And I want to talk about that in relationship of past lives and the landscape that Lemuria once contained, because mm -hmm. I don't think people know this. They don't know geographically where it is and how enormous it was. And we right. should touch upon that because people talk about when, look at you, you're living there. Yes. You know, people talk about, I almost lived there. I talk about this today where I say, I have got to get my Molokai fix or something like that. And people look at me like, you're great. What are you talking about? Can you explain this from a past life perspective and why that energy is so overwhelming sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, 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 everything is vibration and frequency, obviously. And there are certain places on, on the planet where the, the veil between dimensions or the frequencies are at a, a rate that are so different or extreme than maybe what we're used to, that uh, the feeling is palpable. Uh, that the, the, um, the, the energy of the land is more palpable 
than maybe other places. So when you come to some place like Hawaii, and I hear this place, I hear it all the time from people when they land on the, uh, the islands. Um, and I know I had that experience the first time I came to Kauai, the remembrance of this as home was so overwhelming to me. And I had been to all the other islands and, yeah. and they're all wonderful. And I had great experiences and existential experiences in all of them. And wherever you personally are, are resonating the best is the island you will visit and you, and you will have the same experience that I did on Kauai of, oh my God, what is this place? I am home. Yeah. And the, you know, you, this place you, is so alive. And when you look at the trees and the mountains, you can see, you can see nature breathing. Yeah. You, yeah. you can see, I have seen through the veil here, walking around, being on the land, being in the jungle, had really extreme existential experiences of actually, see, you know, there's a grid, the matrix is a grid and actually seeing that with my physical eyes and feeling it with my body and know that I am actually visiting another world, another reality at the same time I'm in the reality that I am, that I am today. You know, people come to Hawaii, and, I, and I'm sure you had it too, where you you get visited <laughs> by the spirits, and you feel the mana of this land so succinctly and so deeply that anything that is encoded or hidden in your DNA and your cells, your subconscious, it starts to come alive and spark and talk to you. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's almost a little overwhelming. It's almost you know, a little bit totally. kind of freaks you out a little bit because it's like, what's happening? My skin is alive. My senses are alive. Um, um, my heart is beating faster. And like everything just kind of comes online as, as, a, as a wonderful trigger. You know, here's what I'm really shocked by. And, and I really, this is part of our show today. For those of you just fooling in, we're tuning in. We're just talking about past lives of Atlantis and Lemuria with my very special guest today, Amira Beth. Um, and one of the things I'm really struck by is, you know, not only is there a connection between Atlantis and Lemuria, but one of the things I've looked at, and I really would like you to comment on this, because this is just my perspective mm -hmm. on it. One of the things that I looked at very closely is this energy of ancient Lemurians. And some people say that over 350 million Lemurian souls have incarnated at some point in time. Yes. I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot. But if there's a purpose for it, and I want to talk with you about this because I get a sense there's generationally these souls emerging right on the streets as we speak. Right. So let's talk about that. Okay. What are Lemurians known for? So my sense of it, it <clears throat> as a people, they're known for their absolutely integrated connection with spirit. Yes. They're known for their empathy. Some people call them sensitive and fragile, but they had a vision of what was going on that they couldn't describe. Probably it's what caused them to clash with right. the Atlanteans. But is this is that sense of them true? It's not a place of weakness like people like to talk about. It is a truly place of strength it's a that place they of wanted to leave. Receptivity yeah. and, and openness and connection to earth, yeah. connection to the, to, to, so Lemurians, and my belief is that if you're on this planet today, 
you uh, have a had have have had a lifetime in Atlantis, Lemuria, or both. Yeah. Across the board, everybody here on this planet would not be here today had they not been in uh, Atlantis, Lemuria, or both in, in one or probably even many, many lifetimes. Most of us incarnated in and out of those, those communities in, in many, many, many lifetimes. And we're here participating in the new course correction and rewriting of the spiral. And, and your description of the Lemurians is, is, very, is very correct. Uh, you know, it's not a generality or a stereotype to say this is how they showed up in, in the world. They came in fully connected and, and fully um, embodied to supporting and working directly with the energy of Gaia and not deviating from what the earth and their community needed for surviving and, and thriving and staying in those higher vibrations. You know, we're talking about a, going back in time. We're talking about going back in time, way back in time as we see it, yeah. right? As we see it, we're not talking about like, oh, Plato 360 uh, BC. We're talking about like maybe 38,000 BC or some something like that, right? You know, we're talking about a people, maybe even further back. Right. But what I love, and I want to ask you about this when we come back from break. What my sense is, and this was my sort of thought over the weekend, my sense is when we look at the Atlanteans right now and the Lemurians right now, we can see them in the streets. Yes. We can see them in the protest. We can see both not fighting with each other, not necessarily understanding each other, but coming together. When we come back, I want to talk to you about that. Okay. Sounds you good. You know, because... When you think of the 70 something year old man mm -hmm. that was knocked to his feet, I don't know if he's out of the coma yet. You know, people might look at that as Atlantean. I don't. I look I don't at either. that as Lemurian. And when we come back, let's talk about each of these cultures, the past lives that mm -hmm. we're carrying forward. Have they had enough? Have they said enough? is enough we got to try to get you something different let's take a short break i'm not going to answer that question i can't wait <laughs> to hear what amira has to say and then we're going to tell you about amira's show and how to work with her and lots more everybody stay tuned we'll be right back tune in to the truth is funny with colette stefan each wednesday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern on transformationtalkradio.com this hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential join colette on the higher self network inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke visit the truth is we remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. 
Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Also, once upon a time, about 10 years ago, I got to ask Amira about this. Once upon a time, 10 years ago, yeah, I was called to launch a network, all positive, all talk, um, wide range channels. Soon, all 10 of them will be launched this year, including a political one. Um, And it's based on the request of people. But what is the messaging we're going to bring? Is it going to be your typical political channel? It's not. As a matter of fact, you know, the nature of that channel is one of conversation and open conversations in that. But why is that? Why are each of us being called to do something? You know, for years, I contemplated things. But what is it that's calling me and Jessica and Linda to do something? Well, I'm not going to answer that because sometimes I know and sometimes I don't. Amira Beth is joining me here today. Before we talk about the impact of Atlantis and Lemuria and past lives, look, how do people find out about you? How do they work with you? How do they listen to the show? All of the above. You know, I have had such a good time on Tales from the Merworld Radio, my show. Um, It has been a platform, an opportunity for me to expand myself um, um, so dramatically and become much braver in my voice and, um, you know, just the courage to speak about the things that I'm passionate about that are a little bit out there and then to get some people on my show and interview them and, and kind of switch up that role. I, and I really want to thank you for providing your staff is amazing. Olivia is amazing. Jessica, everybody, 
a fantastic yeah. support system that have made this journey for me <laughs> very painless. Like very, anytime I need anything there, they, they show up right away. So, so thank you for that. And thank you for having such an amazing team that is allowing me this platform again to, to do what spirit wants me to do, yeah. which is speak about Atlantis and Lemuria and the, and the Mer people. So tales from the Mer world radio, exploring the ancient lands of Atlantis and Lemuria uh, is the second and fourth Thursdays at 1 PM Pacific time monthly. And I think I'm going on, I think I just finished my eighth or ninth show. I can't remember which yeah. 14. So I've got a few mo more to go. Yeah. So that's a way to connect with me. My Facebook page, just under a Maribeth Mer healer, you can find me there. Um, you can, you can friend my public or, or my personal page. I don't care which. Um, and then I connect people to the show through, through that platform. I have a YouTube channel under my name, Amirabeth Merhealer. Um, I've got, uh, my website is um, amirabeth.com. And if you go to my website, uh, if you're interested in doing a past life regression, um, we're going into these other realms and realities. I, I've been an advanced regressionist for, for about 10, 12 years. I love it. It's some of my favorite work to connect people to those other aspects of themselves that have, a yeah. that have something to share to help you in this life. Yeah. The important thing is you get help in this reality. That, that's why we, we go visit these other lifetimes. And then I also have an, an Instagram um, I have a, a sacred geometry clothing company called Wisdom Wear. And so if you go to Instagram and if you're interested in sacred geometry with crystals and cool stuff, Wisdom Wear underscore Kauai is, is where you can find that. And lots more. People can work with you direct, directly. And here's what my sense of what's going on. And this is why I encourage people to get a hold of you. Because I am looking at this. There's so much that is, what is, how do you express this, Amira? There's so much coming forward within me. And Jessica and I were talking about this the other day. There's so much coming forward that it can be confusing. Yes. You don't connect it to past lives. Right. It can be confusing as to, you know, am I really being, are you really asking me to do that there, spirits? Do you really, yeah. are you really, I'm not kidding. Am I making this up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's going and, on? <laughs> and I, I'll tell you, it was something did happen the other day where all of a sudden I got contacted to do one of these. Are you really asking me to do it? And then the thing shows up mm -hmm. and it's big and I do need to go back. And so I may be calling you about that. Okay, excellent, um, excellent. But here we are today. I want to talk about these great kingdoms, right? Why they were created. But we're having an event here in Seattle. I don't want to specifically talk about the event here mm -hmm. in Seattle, but it is really an event. And at first people were like, ah, those crazy people. Honestly, yeah. my friends on the East Coast look at me and Linda's mom for years just would say, oh, just yeah, she is like in that crazy place in the Seattle over there. Those people, right? It's just not like real. We are real. But let me ask you the question before the break. We are seeing people in the streets, but even when they're not in the streets, we're seeing them virtually. We're seeing what people call something new, mm -hmm. new that trans just transcends color, that transcends age. Now. I gave you my take on it. Give me the real deal, though. 
Okay. So, so this is my take and, and, yeah. and, and the answer might be a little surprising on, 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 in one respect, it is about Atlantis, Lemuria and the rising up and, 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 and all of those things that, that that's true from one perspective. But, but what I see when I look at the whole picture yeah. is I think that we need to be very, very careful about the propaganda and the media oh. And what is being shown to us through media that is programming people and triggering people into actions and activities to incite anger and violence instead of unity. Exactly. I think so part of what happened in, in between Atlantis and Lemurian, specifically when Atlantis fell, is there was a lot of disinformation. There was a lot of deception. They didn't have the media like we have it, but there was another form of an information panel that came through that was confusing people. And so now that we have this, this, this media in this reality that is so powerful, really more powerful than what most people realize. And everybody's plugged into something, getting information from somewhere and not always using the discernment. Yeah to understand what they're being shown, what they're being fed, because we're spoon fed from the time we're little kids. Yeah. From the time we're, but while we're in the womb, we're being spoon fed. Our parents are being spoon fed and we are born and bred into a pre, into a matrix, into a pre-programmed society. So when I see some of these really big events that are coming up, I, my understanding when I look at it is, is before I make a decision on whether this is good, bad, right, or wrong, because we kind of live in a world where the good guys are the bad guys. Yeah. Black is white, white is black, up is down. Like it, it, is, it, it is the bizarro world. Yeah. It's an upside down, topsy-turvy world. And unless we do our own due diligence of really looking into what being shown, what we're being told before we make decisions and our actions and our reactions, because they're all incited, all these things are happening, are, are, are designed to trigger us, to get us into an emotional response. And instead of a heart-centered or even a logical response, like it's, it's really great to be in your heart, to be in your emotions. That's wonderful. We got to take our brain with us. <laughs> we got to take rational thinking discernment before we go into these snap decisions about how we're going to act and react and what we're going to post on social media and what we're going to take up a stand for. Because I think a lot of people who think that they are standing up for something really good and right. I, you know, we're in an age, we're in a year 2020 where truth is coming out really, really fast. And there's going to be a lot of people who think they are standing for something that is a false flag or something that has been contrived by media that's absolutely not true. And they're going to have their hearts broken a little bit to think that they, you know, went to the mat and, and put everything on the line for a situation or for, you know, for a cause that's fake, <laughs> essentially. So how do we get around that? Okay, it's another, it, it, this is, uh, you know, there, there is an energy on this planet that doesn't want the earth to become free. That doesn't want us to go into unification and co-create co a new earth. And in my opinion, that, that 
that entity or that energy is is already dead. I'm already seeing the new earth. I'm already looking for yeah. it. But there's a timeline still playing out, many timelines where it exists and it's real, trying to take everybody down with it. Yeah. I, I want to ask you this because uh, this is now me talking about this in my own language. Mm -hmm. I often wonder what would it have been like if there would have been what I call a resurrection resolution between the Atlanteans and the Lemurians. And I think about that now. I mean, of course, that falls short of the fact yeah. that, you know, the water sucked. <laughs> I mean, people, what happened to Lemuria? Okay, the water water rose. Okay, that's one theory. Uh, it's a theory. A lot of theories. Got a lot yeah. of theories. Um, but what you're talking about is an energy that you describe so beautifully. I want to ask you about this because you said the word and I want to know how it fits in these two societies, definitely short of the comic book version of it. Right. Freedom. What did freedom mean to each of these societies? Because my sense is it was very different for what the Lemurians wanted as freedom and the Atlanteans. Well, I, you know, and I think for all of humanity, Freedom means that we have the ability to uh, retain sovereignty mm. over our bodies mm. and what happens to our bodies. For me, that's freedom, that I get my spirit-ordained free will to choose what's going to happen to this. We don't get a lot of control out in the world. We are entitled yeah. to have to control over the sovereignty in our bodies, whether that's physical, emotional, or um, um, to anything. Uh, energetic sovereignty is really, really important also, energetic sovereignty. Mm -hmm. We get to have that as children of God, sovereignty. You get to do what you want with your body. I get to do what I want with my body, so long as we're not hurting anybody else. Right. So, so long as we're not doing something which, but if it's my body and my space, and I respect that, and it's mine, and you have your body and your space, and I respect that because that's yours, we get to do what we want with our bodies. And when I think about freedom, when I think about liberation, I, I think about being able to live in a world where I also don't have to navigate all the BS. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, the pop culture and the media and all these things that really want to thwart and take us off our soul mission, our soul purpose, and our connection to God. Yeah. And there's a lot of distractions out there. And I believe both societies, I believe they wanted that. They, they, both of them came in wanting to understand and embody soul sovereignty and physical sovereignty while they were here on earth. How they went about it might've been a little different. You know, it might've been a little bit different, like their means to the end. But, but my belief is all humans really want the same thing. We want acceptance, right? We want to be accepted in the world and, and, and loved for who we are. And we want to be able to make choices for ourselves that are in alignment with what our soul wants while we're here. You know, what you're talking about seems like, if we could just pause and talk about this for a minute, 
what you're talking about, people may be shaking their head and they may, may be thinking to themselves, well, what do you mean? You know, we live in blah, 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 the best country and, and here we are. But let's break this down in a way that what I may look at as my freedom, freedom mm -hmm. of this entity, this earth skin, may yes. be different than others. But let me let me give one simple example. I'm not going to get into the Supreme Court's shocking decision, but I want to talk about the fact that if I choose a way to treat my body as a citizen and a human being, and I choose to do it maybe naturally, maybe conventionally, right. maybe both, why wouldn't you enable me if you believe people should have health care and preventative, which we're now here and now, why wouldn't you allow us or afford all of us the same access to pay for that? And it's shocking, the answer you get. I mean, I'm picking something that I have been an advocate for and will continue mm -hmm. to be an advocate for till I die. But when I hear people talk and give me counter arguments as I present, we're trying to get in front of Congress right now with this. So I think this is really on the top of my list to chat about. I don't, I don't realistically have that freedom because while I probably can't afford to pay for everything out there, the government or the individual states or whatever I live in will yeah. pay for what they think I should have. Right. That's not a freedom of my body. Right. I yeah, mean, I don't know uh, if that relates right, to what you were talking about. All right I to health, know. all right yeah. to clean water, yeah. all, all, all right to high vibrational food, yeah. all right to clean air. Yep. That's a human right. That yep. is a human right. And I I am so happy and I feel so blessed to live in the United States of America. I do too. I really have understood at a different level over the past few years how how special it is to be born in the United States where we really do have opportunity above and beyond so many other nations. We have a lot of problems here for sure, but to be born at, at, here in, in the United States of America and, and enjoy a lot of the freedoms and the privileges that we do have oh, man. under the constitution is, is, is really extraordinary. So that gives you and me a, a leg up from, you know, so much of the world anyway, you know, and, and so getting to the point where everybody, I think everybody really does understand, yes, of course, everybody should have their health care taken care of. Everybody gets to have clean water, but how do we get there? And again, I, I keep looking at the world and looking at the world trying to unify and being pulled apart, and it may take some kind of great equalizer to come out down from God and nature to get us all to snap out of it and quit fighting and bickering and deciding who's and who and put all these ancient fights. They're all ancient battles. <laughs> put them all aside. Right. They are. Listen, They're ancient. They, but we beat that drum way too long. Oh my gosh. No kidding. I actually got my bear drum out this weekend, but here's my question. Can I, I know we only have a few minutes, but I got to ask you, if we had the leader of Atlantis and uh -huh. leader, and I say leader, but some of them didn't have a leader. They had councils, but just to say leadership, right. let's say leadership. Uh, and we're playing out our meta soul at the moment. 
right. And we have the leadership and Congress and senators and everybody in our government said, we would love you folks to come in. To what would be come in? Tell us mm-hmm. your solution. Mm-hmm. Tell us your observation. Right. Give us your downloads. Can I put you on the spot and just ask you, what might each of them say independently if they had their 15 minutes in front of this group of people? You mean humanity or people in general? No, our Congress. What would they say? Oh, our Congress. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's hard Uh, for me to get out of the United States, but I'll take what they would say to anybody right now. Yeah. And that's a really hard question to answer, given Mm. the draconian influences that are in our government. (laughs) So intensely. I don't know if we even want to ask those people. All right. Let's not. Let's. Just... I don't even know. If we, I think we need like the clean house and get some kind of country council going uh, again. All right. I agree with you. But you let's know, just make it more global. <laughs> let's make it more global because what's happening is happening around the ro- world. COVID-19 is happening around the world. Right. Protests are happening around the world. If we had their attention for a short moment, what do you think their messages would be to us? Um, you mean the people in charge? What anybody like, like if they came to us, like the day the earth stood still and said, I got a message who's in charge. Mm -hmm. What would their message to whomever across the globe is in charge? What would the Lumerians say? What would the Atlanteans say? What I think they would say, what it is, what, what is it going to take? or what Mm. has to happen for you people to get it straight. Yeah. (laughs) Shut the hell up. Stop your hollering and get it straight and love one another. What has to happen? What do we have to do to get you people to pay attention? That's what I think. What has to happen next? Yeah. Do you think the Lemurians would focus, would bring that Gaia connection, you know, that unity of consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know, in the human body, you know, the new earth? I don't think it takes Lemurian Atlantean. I think that's a human thing. I think that's in all of us. Mm -hmm. I think that we are uh, naturally wired to come here and, and, and bring that and do that. And people just need to wake up to it. You know, I, I think that it, it it's already within us and it's one of those time locks that is waiting to be activated mm-hmm. in those that hasn't been activated in mm-hmm. uh, that. I think that's what we're waiting on. It's, and are we waiting for the, are we waiting for the mer people as we're starting to also see, I mean, maybe we got to see mermaids. Maybe we got to see aliens. Maybe we got to see gnomes and dwarves and unicorns yeah. and all these and, and Bigfoot, <laughs> Maybe they have to like literally come into our 3D reality and show us, whoa, there's something way bigger than what you people are, are, are thinking here with your five senses. You think you're everything. You humans think you're everything. You're not. Yeah. Look what else is around you. Look what else exists. And that's also you, by the way. There's variations of you that's that merge. There's a variation of you that that is that, you know, that ET, they're the extraterrestrial over there wake up you you people are not all that yeah boy isn't that the message humbling. though humbling it we, is humbling we really need to be humbled out of um how how you know humanity is wonderful humanity is great but 
we're not all that. We have other, the other aspects of ourselves that are alive and well and working through us. I kind of think they need to show up and give us a reality check. Yeah. I, I, I almost made a post, you know, I'm learning how to do my own Instagram posts and do them properly because we have so many pages, right? Mm-hmm. So my post, and there was a picture uh, on it and it was called, it was a st- very short to sweet, humble or crumble. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of a message, humble or crumble. And I, and I had to think about that. It took me so long to really write it. And I tried to think, where did that come from? Where did that message come from? But that's also been the, my life's journey. You know, this idea of humility yes. and what power it has in my own personal life. When I haven't been able to get there, I did crumble yeah. in every way, every way. Yes. Um, I, I think humility will come one day. Um, and I'm going to go a little off topic here, you know, when, when the rescue of, of the children, mm. um, the, the, the rings of children in, in sex slavery, when that is really discovered mm. and embraced and these children are being rescued all the time, I, I mm. think when that is put front and center and people having protests over saving the children, when that becomes, when that becomes the most important thing is those kids that are being taken, yeah. I think that's when the humility and, and like the truth serum will yeah. really come up and change the world. That's what I, I think. Wow. Amira, I can't thank you enough for joining me here today. You're going to be back for sure. Love your show. I want to just let thank you. thank you so much for today and for today's message. But also, this is part one. You continue this on your show. Again, how do people work with you? How do they schedule their own past life? Uh, a session with you, all of the above, please. Yeah, you could go to amirabeth.com. I, I also do a 13 activation, chakra clearing, aura clearing, my past life regressions, soul progressions, intuitive readings. Sometimes I teach classes, I teach uh, past life regression trainings. You can also visit me on YouTube. You can go see past episodes of Tales from the Merworld Radio there, or join me the second and fourth. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time for Tales from the Merworld Radio. Tales from the Merworld. And then also, are you still doing wisdom wear? I am. I still got the clothing company. Still got wisdom wear, sacred geometry, crystal infused clothing, wisdomwear.org. Beautiful. uh, Wisdomwear underscore Kauai on, on Instagram. And as a matter of fact, I have already purchased some things here. The power of them. I'm getting ready to order something else. There's an energy in them. Yeah. Sacred geometry. <laughs> yep. I need it. Thank you, Amira. Thank you so much Thank for today. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Wow. Thank you for allowing me to exp- express myself. Boy, I'll tell you, thank you for encouraging me to do more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm growing right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Uh, every day. Um, yeah, it's daunting, isn't it? Because why is somebody like me so fascinated with the water energy and I can't even swim? That's another show. You'll have to come back for that. <laughs> Let's take a short break, everybody. We're not done. We got more. We're fired up. Oh, Amira Beth. Awesome. 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 We'll see you in a few minutes. Aloha, Dr. Pat. Aloha. Aloha.